Zanino. Middle, middle. That a boy. He, 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 he got it. He, he it got deep. it. We're going he got home. it. Mike Zanino has <laughs> just walked off Minnesota. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Speed out there, pitch. Deep drive, left center field. Give me a baby! Go! A home run for Mitch Hanniger! Hey everybody, welcome to the Soto Mojo Podcast. This is your site expert, Colby Patnode, coming at you as always, and joining us this week is Ty Gonzalez. Ty, uh, say hello. Hey guys, uh, looking forward to talking some Mariners baseball. It's always good to talk baseball. So uh, on today's show, we are going to uh, discuss the White Sox series. We're also going to discuss Jerice Familia to the Oakland A's and what impact, if any, that has on the Mariners. Um, we're going to address the really the only room, well, until recently, one of the only rumors that have involved the Mariners, um, as Drupal Cabrera of the New York Mets. Is he a fit? Does he make sense? And then we're going to wrap up the show with uh, talking a little bit of minor league baseball. Uh, Braden Bishop is out for the year. Kyle Lewis has been uh, promoted to double-A, and we'll talk about what that means. So um, let's just get things started right off of what we just saw, uh, three-game series against the White Sox. Ty, the Mariners take two out of three, um, which has kind of become the norm for the Mariners. So overall, what did you think of this weekend? Uh, were you encouraged, discouraged, or was it just Mariners baseball? What do you think? Um, well, there were two really good things that came out of it. Um, obviously, yesterday, the, uh, Ryan Healy getting off to a to a real nice start out of, out of the break um, with those two monster home runs. Uh, that he just he absolutely just destroyed, uh, and then D Gordon uh, looked really good at the plate as well. Um, I think he had six hits in the in the series, um, including the four hit game in the first game. So uh, that's really nice to see D kind of come out of his shell once again, and um, you know, and hitting like he uh, like he did at the start of the season because. You know, if you remember when this season started, D had a 15-game hitting streak right out of the gate, or something like that, and it would, um, and then he just kind of fell off. And that, and I think that uh, a bit of that correlates with his uh, move to second, because that's when his offense started kind of falling off, as as well as when he came back from the uh, from the toe injury. Um, so I think he's starting to find himself quite uh, a little bit now at the plate. Um, you know the one the one downside of the series uh, obviously is um, the five nothing loss, uh, getting two hit by Dylan Covey. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was not great, um, but we'll ignore that uh, because the Mariners they they got two out of three and that's fine and they're still three games ahead of the ahead of the A's and. Um, 
Yeah. I think, uh, I think they're, on, they're starting to get back on the right track. I, I think if they, if they ended up losing two of those games, then, um, we should probably start worrying about the Mariners, but, uh, uh, yeah, I think they're fine right now. I think they're on the right track and we'll see how it goes, uh, with this, uh, Giants series. And then, um, and then they go to Anaheim where they struggled just two weeks ago or a week ago. And, uh, we'll see if they can have a bit better success down there this time around. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, Saturday's game was one of the most frustrating games. Um, and I feel like I say this every, like every week or so, they'll just sprinkle in this game where you just want to pull your hair out. Um, it was really bad. Like, I mean, to be two hit by Dylan Covey, who was getting just absolutely lit up by everybody else. Um, you know, Felix came out and for four innings, he was really good, but Felix is becoming that guy who, you know, we know the bad inning is coming. It's coming. We just don't know when it's going to be now. It used to be the first inning. Now we don't know. Um, and he gave you a pretty, what I would call a pretty standard Felix start from, from the, you know, this point forward, five innings, six innings, three or four runs, and just hope for the best. And, uh, you know, it's, I'll tell you what's really aggravating is when you go on Twitter afterwards and you'll see a bunch of people say things like, well, if you take away the one inning where Felix gave up all the runs, you know, he was pretty good. Well, you don't get to do that. I mean, that's not that's not how this works. I don't care about the one inning. You know, I don't care about the other four innings. He didn't give up runs if he, gave, if he lost the game in the one inning. He did give up runs. Now, in fairness, Felix did look good um, for a while, and that was encouraging. Um, but, yeah, it just, you know, it's it's a sad day when I feel a lot better about a start by Wade LeBlanc than I do by Felix Hernandez, so... Um, that was disappointing. Um, on the plus side, Marco and Wade both looked really good. Um, you know, I, we're at about a month now where Marco Gonzalez has kind of pitched like an ace. I mean, um, so I guess, Ty, let me ask you this. Uh, are you ready to declare the Mariners the winner of the uh, highly controversial Marco Gonzalez for Tyler O'Neill trade? I mean, uh Considering that, what is he, a year and a half or maybe two years removed from the Tommy John surgery now, mm-hmm. and he's already pitching like this, I think that says a lot considering that, like, he could still improve. Right. Uh, and, and there are a lot of things that we could see him improve upon. Um, because he, you know, he does, uh, have his confidence shaken up a bit at times and, once he becomes more of a veteran, like that—that's kind of scary. Cause, like, when you think about what he's done already, uh, so yeah, I, I would. Uh, I mean, Tyler O'Neill uh, got off to a pretty hot start with the Cardinals um, when he got called up, but uh, he's gone up a couple times now, and he's not been great. His strikeout numbers are about what you would expect for uh, how he's performed in the, in the uh, minors. And um, yeah, I, I, I now think that it was, it was worth it. Um, You know, I was one of the skeptics because I really did like what Tyler O'Neill brought. And I, uh, you know, thought that uh, there was a hole that he could fill in the outfield. But, uh, 
getting a, a, a starting pitcher of the caliber of what Marco Gonzalez has been this year and what he could be down the line considering how club controlled he is. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really, that's, that's, that's a good deal. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, what's really impressive about Marco Gonzalez is that he has, uh, four pitches right now that he is throwing strikes more than 60% of the time with, I mean, that's, uh, And that's you know that that can be misleading because if you're putting the pitch down the middle every time, it doesn't really matter if it's a strike. Um, but he gets swings and misses on four pitches. He throws strikes four, with four, four pitches. He can pretty much throw any pitch in any count and get a strike with it. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of hard to argue right now. I mean, if you're if you're Scott Service and you're in the one game playoff against the Yankees or whatever. And James Paxson isn't available. Isn't Marco your second choice or is it Wade? Or, I mean, cause I me, mean, well, like the, another thing you need to consider is like the, um, the innings, uh, like, you know, if they truly are right. pumping the brakes on him at some point. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's gotta be at least like, even if there is an innings cap on him, maybe run him out there because you can't send him down. No. So he has to make he has to make the roster. So might as well use him. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 if you can at least use him for two or three innings, and then, like, like let's say that we go back to our trade deadline plan, and you get a South Blue go, mm-hmm. you know. And then you you have three innings from Marco and three innings from Seth Lugo, right? You know, something like that. Um, or if you just get some guy like that, or maybe you do a three inning for for Marco and three innings for Wade, right? You know, you know, you do some sort of combination like that. I don't know. Um, you know, there are a lot of ways to get really creative with your pitching in the playoffs. You know, we've seen teams do a lot of different things. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just looking at at um, the stat or at the leaderboards here um, for starters in the, in the major leagues on Fangraphs, James Paxton is fifth in XFIP, and Marco Gonzalez is seventeenth. He's ahead of Tyler Skaggs, Blake Snell, uh, Jay Happ, all these guys that are uh, you know names at the deadline right now um, that could get moved, and uh, that's yeah. That, that that he's the most surprising part of this. I, I you know a lot of people bring up uh, Wade LeBlanc, but I mean Wade LeBlanc is just kind of like a side thing. You know, you can hit on some of those guys every now and then. Marco Gonzalez was, you know, everyone thought we lost that trade, and now all of a sudden it's like we robbed the Cardinals. Yep, which uh, it's actually kind of a common occurrence now when you take into account the Mike Leak trade as well. Anyways. Yeah. The, the almighty Cardinals being taken advantage of twice. But anyways, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it really is something to see. Marco is kind of much uh, must-watch television right now. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a credit to Jerry DePoto and, and Marco Gonzalez, of course. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't praise the player and, uh, you know, the, you can't praise the player and ignore the guy who acquired him. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good deal, and, uh, you know, it's exciting to see. And then, 
you know, like you said, I think Marco will get the ball in Anaheim on over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll see if he can improve on what he did last time, which was also quite good. So, uh, anyways, that's that's what's happened recently with the Mariners. They take two or three from the Chicago White Sox. They have today off. Then they have a two-game series against the San Francisco Giants. And then they have another day off because that makes a lot of sense coming out of the All-Star break. But, anyways, we won't discuss that today. Um, let's talk about what happened in the division. Uh, the Oakland A's stay hot as well. They also win a series against the uh, San Francisco Giants, so they remain just three games back in the Mariners. They also made a trade. Um, they have acquired uh, Jarese Familia from the New York Mets uh, for basically nothing um, and a million dollars in slot money, which we'll see what the Mets do with that. But, uh, Ty, you know, what was your initial reaction when you saw that trade go down? And uh, also, does it change anything for the Mariners in your mind? Um, I think it gives you a better idea of um, of what the Mariners will have to give up uh, for a reliever of that kind of caliber. Uh, we'll get into that more in just a second. But um, as for his impact, I mean, Familia is nice. Um I have a few friends that are that are uh, Mets fans. They don't they don't care for him as much. Um, I guess he has a, a knack for being a bit wild at times. And yeah, uh, um, he's a nice piece. I mean, you mix him in there with Lou Trevino and uh, Blake Trinan. Um, that's that's dangerous. That's a de- dangerous uh, seventh, eighth, and uh, ninth innings. Um, it's going to be hard to score runs off of them, but. Um, you know, the, the, the A's bullpen was, um, solid as is, you know, it gets bolstered a bit, but that also doesn't fix their biggest problem, which is their starting rotation. Um, I mean, we talked about this, uh, last week, I believe, you know, Edwin Jackson right now is, uh, one of their better pitchers. Um, I don't think that's going to last. Uh, Brett Anderson is back and he's been bad. Uh, he's pitching tonight against the Rangers. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, Charlie Cahill has been uh, good in Oakland, but bad elsewhere. Um, so we'll see, you know, um, but it's, it's a nice piece. Uh, I don't think it, um, shifts the tides one way or another. Um, I think right now, uh, clearly the A's have a better bullpen than the Mariners as it stands, though the Mariners have the best reliever out of all of them, um, and Edwin Diaz. Uh, so just take that for what you will. Um, but yeah, as as for uh, what it indicates, like in terms of what you can give up for uh, for a pitcher like that, um, the A's gave up what is their 17th ranked prospect per pipeline and international money. Right. And they gave up another unranked prospect. Correct. Yep. So, I mean, for, for a 28 year old reliever, that's on the last year of his deal. Um, considering that Familia has been, um, pretty highly regarded, um, for a while now, that's a pretty good deal. Um, you know, I I made a I made a trade today article about uh, Rizal Iglesias and Jared Hughes and Reds fans were pretty upset that I didn't give them Kyle Lewis uh, because they <laughs> they think that Rizal Iglesias is Brad Hand. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
you know, Iglesias, uh, like if, if we take him, for example, Iglesias is 28 years old as well. We saw what, uh, the diamond or what the, um, uh, Royals got back for, uh, for Kelvin Herrera, who's also 28. Familia, you know, also 28 with the, with the, uh, Mets got. They didn't get much. Uh, Iglesias has another year of control. So if you're talking about a pitcher along those lines that has maybe two years of control, it's probably a, you know, it's 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 a better prospect, but it's not, right, a whole lot better. Um, you know, I was generous with my my thing. I gave them Evan White. Um, yeah. I basically gave up Evan White for Iglesias and then Bryson Brigman for Jared Hughes. Uh, that's if you want to break the trade down, that's that's basically how that goes. Um, but yeah, uh, but in, just in general. I, I, it doesn't look like the relief market unless you're acquiring some guy with four or five years left of club, club control, like how Brad Hand did. Um, you're not going to uh, to spend quite a lot unless you're going for a lefty, which there aren't a lot of. Right. Uh, it's also important to note when you're talking about that Brad Hand deal, they didn't just get Brad Hand, they got Adam Simber who is yeah. a pretty good reliever in his own right and has six years of club control left. So Yeah, he's pre-arb. So. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so <laughs> getting three or four years of Brad Hand and then five years, five and a half years of Adam Simber, uh, yeah, you can get a top prospect for that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, the relief market is flooded, particularly with right-handed arms. Um, like you said, there's not a lot of quality lefties out there, but there are a few. Um Obviously, the big name is uh, Zach Britton, um, but there's also guys like Zach Duke and Aaron Loop and guys who aren't going to cost you that much and are pretty decent at their job. Jake Diekman. Yep, Diekman as well. So yeah. um, in terms of, you know, do the Mariners make a move to counter this? No, uh, the Mariners should make the moves that they're going to make. Um, you know, what the A's do and what the Indians do doesn't really matter. Um you know, it, it's it's tempting to look at a team and say, oh, they added a right-handed relief, a pretty good right-handed relief pitcher. Okay, we need to do the same, or we're going to counter by adding this lefty power bat or what. And it's like, no. Well, the Mariners technically already did that though. Yeah, they, with Calame. So yeah, the Mariners have already made their Familia trade, um, and they added a really nice piece to it as well. And they basically paid what the. Uh, they basically paid what the A's paid for Familia. I mean, nothing. In the grand scheme of things, they gave up very little, um, and they got Span and Colomay. That's their Familia deal. And uh, and it comes with a bonus of Denard Span, who's been one of your best hitters since he's come here. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about what the A's do and all that stuff. Um, you know, do what you have to do. And uh, if you're going to make a deal, if you're going to make a deal before the A's acquired Familia, you should make the same deal now. You know, it's not worth losing your mind over. I get the temptation to be like, oh my God, look at all these things these other teams are doing, and it's fun to you know think like that. But in reality, eh, just do what you're going to do. I mean, either you trust Jerry or you don't. And the Mariners yeah. have clearly said they trust Jerry. And like I said, I'm not. I'm not panicking that he hasn't made a deal yet. I would like for him to make it a de- make a deal because it makes our job easier when he does stuff like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, well, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But 
it's it's going to happen eventually. I'm not too worried about what the A's do. Um, plus, you don't have to worry about the A's because they're chasing you. That's important to remember. You, the A's are chasing you. You are not chasing the A's. So, I like I get the temptation to scoreboard watch as well. But for me, if the Mariners win, I really don't care what the A's do. I just I don't. Like, I heard they won on a walk off yesterday. That was about. I heard that about three hours after the Mariners won. I just I don't care what the A's do. You're not chasing them. They're chasing you. So, anyways, um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we will come back where we will talk about as Drupal Cabrera and uh, a little bit more Mariners trade talk. So we will see you guys after the break. Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, part two of this uh, fourth episode of the Soto Mojo podcast, I believe, uh, at least since we've uh, rebumped. Anyways, uh, we are back and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the recent Mariner rumor uh, involving uh, as Drupal Cabrera. This one comes from uh, Matt. Eholt, Eholt, I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Not that you're listening, but anyways, uh, he's a Mets beat writer for uh, uh, let's see, NorthJersey.com. So, uh, anyways, he it's a subsidiary of uh, USA Today. So there you go. So very reliable source here. Um, He had mentioned the other day that the Mariners are have apparently expressed interest in Mets second baseman as Drupal Cabrera. I actually, I actually uh, wrote the, uh, I actually wrote the piece uh, of the Trade a Day article a while back. Ty just recently wrote a piece about um, Esdrubal that was out yesterday. Uh, you can find both of those uh, articles by clicking the links in the description. And uh, Ty, why don't you go ahead and let's talk about Esdrubal Cabrera. Uh, so yeah, so Cabrera's having a really good year at the plate. Um, his power numbers are roughly where they've been, uh, for the, uh, last couple of years with New York. Uh, he's 32 years old. He's playing, he's, um, he's, uh, strictly playing second base this year, uh, which obviously there's not a, a fit at that position, um, for the Mariners with, uh, D Gordon, kind of helming that now and also Robinson Cano on the way uh, back from suspension. Um, so, yeah, the the, um, the real question is just where does Cabrera fit? Um, if you acquire him now-ish uh, or by the trade deadline, you still have about two weeks until Cano gets back on August 14th. Um, so Cabrera who has never played first base in his career would likely have to slot over at first base. Um, because, uh, you know, you just, you have D you have Gene and you have Kyle Seager at, uh, the other infield positions. And with how good Cabrera's bat has been, um, you want to get him into the lineup as much as possible. Uh, so the, the real problem is, uh, when Cano gets back. So what do you do with as durable? Um, for that month and a half until the playoffs. Uh, and I said this in the article, considering that, that um, as Drupal has dealt with injuries in the past and he's 32 years old, uh, giving him a, a couple off days every week probably won't be such a bad thing. Um, I don't think there's any chance of seeing him in the outfield, so don't even ask. Uh, so... Uh, yeah. Um, and then he gives you a really solid, uh, pinch hitting, um, 
option as well uh, if you need it late in games. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to, to add a really good bat, even if you don't see a fit to get him in the lineup every day. But um, if you have him and uh, maybe an injury happens, you know, knock on wood, uh, then you at least have a really good uh, replacement. Uh, waiting, and um, that's what that's what uh, as dribble is, and you know it would be nice to have him back. Yeah, how funny would it be though if uh, if the Mariners acquired as dribble Cabrera and Adam Jones at the uh, at the uh, trade deadline this year? At that point, I guess you might as well go all in and go get Shinsu Chu as well. Just <laughs> yeah, try and correct all the wrongs of the uh, he who shall not be named regime. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, you know, it's like you mentioned, Isdrubal's a nice player. Um, he's a switch hitter, so that certainly has some value. And, you know, throughout his career, he's been, I mean, he's had a couple all-star seasons, but he's, you know, he's frequently just below all-star level. He's a really good player. You know, he's a career 271, uh, 331, 425 slash guy. You know, per 162 games, he had 17 home runs. You know, he he's not a bad base runner. Uh, he's not a good one, but, and he's pretty, uh, to be, uh, I don't know, uh, nice. He's pretty mediocre defensively everywhere, mm-hmm. but yeah. he's your utility man. And, uh, you are getting a massive upgrade over Andrew Romine offensively in this role. And quite frankly, you know, what's he going to get 40 innings from it now until the end of the year at shortstop. Like, he's not going to get that many innings at shortstop. He's just a guy that you can go out there. God forbid, you know, Gene Segura gets hurt. Well, here you go. D. Gordon gets hurt, which, you know, isn't out of the realm of possibility since he's already done that. You know, Kyle Seeger's playing with a broken toe right now. It'd be nice to give him a day or two off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's just – I and I had this, this comment uh, on our Facebook page which you guys should go check out, uh, just facebook.com backslash SotomojoFS. Anyways, uh, you know, and his point was is that, you know, as Drupal's not a utility guy, he's a starter. We don't need a starting second baseman, which to that I reply true, but also false. Like, we don't need a starting second baseman, but why wouldn't you want – the best players you can possibly get on your 25 man roster. You know what? It's like, yeah, if the guy's going to come for cheap and it sounds like the Mets are in salary dump mode, um, as Drupal is going to have suitors. So you're probably not going to get them, you know, super cheap, but he's not going to cost your Kyle Lewis's, your Evan White's, your Brayden Bishop. He's not going to cost any of those guys. So, I mean, I'm all in, you know, I, I am very interested in this. If I can get, as Drew Cabrera, four starts a week, you know, um, that's 16 to 20 at-bats. Um, that's definitely better than what I'm getting from Andrew Romine right now. I'm not concerned about the outfield, um, mainly because the Mariners have four right now. I still think they need to add a center fielder. Um, and if they do all that without, you know, trading Heredia, then they'll have five guys who can play in the outfield. And, by the way, your backup catcher can actually play in the outfield, which is weird to say, but it's actually true. So, uh, yeah, I, as Dribble to me makes a lot of sense. Um, does he make as much sense as it does for somebody like Milwaukee, who's probably looking for a second baseman to start every day? No. Um, 
so maybe you get outbid. But if the price is right, I'm definitely interested in uh, in as Drupal Cabrera. Uh, well, and, they, and the rumor right now is like the Brewers are more inclined to get Derek Dietrich to play second. So right, and they've also we'll been linked to Brian Dozier and uh, yeah Escobar, both of whom are better players than Cabrera. So you know, it's just it's really interesting. Uh, Cabrera hits for he's got good pop. He gets on base about the league average amount. Um, you know, he doesn't strike out a ton. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good player, and uh, I think having a good player, adding a good player to your team, whether it's in a bench role or as a uh, utility guy or even as maybe your everyday second baseman, I don't think you can ever go wrong by adding talent. So that's mm-hmm. where we're at with that's Druble. Um, like I said, uh, Ty and I go more in-depth in our articles. They'll be linked in the description below, so make sure you guys check those out. Um but, you know, this whole as Drupal topic has brought up a kind of a secondary topic among Mariner fans. And it seems to be this idea that the Mariners don't need bats. They need arms. Um, so I guess, Ty, let's let's assume for a second that the Mariners have to choose one or the other, which is an assertion that is ridiculous on its own right. But let's say they do. They choose one or the other. Do they need bats or do they need arms? Which one would you rather have right now? All right, let's let's use the last little losing skid as an example. The only two times that the pitching really was awful was when Christian Bergman pitched mm-hmm. and James Paxton left the game two-thirds of an inning through. Uh, what, what really hurt you on that losing skid, and even Jerry DePoto said it on KJR the other day, they just didn't hit. Yep. The problem with that is that, well, one, Mike Zanino was out, so therefore you were giving out bats to David Freitas and Chris Harmon, and, you know, you can't rely on those guys. Um, Guillermo Heredia, while he was actually one of the best hitting outfielders for the first two months of the season, has gone back to what he usually performs at, and that's not a major league level bat. Um, he's just a defensive replacement. And he's a good one at that, but he's not a starting center fielder in, in major league baseball, just because his bat is just not good. Um, you know, a lot of it was also the slumping. Um, everyone just kind of hit their slump, you know, that everyone goes through, uh, at times during the season and they just all hit it at once. Um, you know, you even saw Gene Segura and Mitch Hanniger struggling, uh, Nelson Cruz as well. Um, but yeah, they, they, you know, the pitching really isn't that bad. I think, you know, it, it looks like Wade LeBlanc might actually be for real. Um, you know, the one, the one pitcher that you, uh, realistically, um, should replace, you can't because of the money you owe him. And that's Felix. Um, Felix has to be on this roster because you're paying him 24, uh, 25 million a year. Um, and that's, you know, that's the predicament that you find yourself in. Um, and that's not Jerry's fault because that extension was made before Jerry. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, I think right now, uh, and plus, okay. Like if you're making this argument that like, if they acquire as Drupal Cabrera, they can't get a pitcher as Drupal Cabrera isn't going to take away from the, the prospect capital that you need to acquire a pitcher. Right. Also, 
you know, there aren't many good pitchers out there. You're going right. to be in a bidding war for pretty much all of these guys at one point, at some point or another. If that's now, or if that's at the waiver deadline, you're still going to be in some sort of bidding war. You're still going to have something that drives the price up at, you know, at some occasion. Um, you know, even a guy like Cole Hamels, who hasn't been that good this year and has a monster contract attached to him, just just because he's one of the very few starting pitchers available, he's still going to cost you quite a bit. Um, you know, he's not going to cost you Kyle Lewis or probably even Evan White at that point. But I'm just saying, like, acquiring an Asdrubal Cabrera, you know, Colby had had uh, the Mariners given up Chuck Taylor for him. Chuck Taylor isn't going to help you get a starting pitcher. Um, even if it's someone like, I don't know, um, give me a name, Luis Liberato. Well, no, no, I was like oh, thinking okay, of like yeah. a prospect. Like if it's Luis Liberato, he's not going to help you get a starting pitcher. Probably. I mean, maybe he's like the fourth piece or a fifth piece in a trade package, but dude, you can find that anywhere. Um, so yeah, so I, I wouldn't really be concerned with that. Uh, I think the Mariners do need to uh, thicken their offense a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm still not opposed to adding a backup catcher uh, because, you know, Mike Zanino, I know it was his first game back, but he's still was striking out and looking lost at the plate um, just as he was before the injury. So I don't feel entirely comfortable with Mike Zanino having, you know, a lot of at-bats. But, um Yeah. You know, just improve where you can. You know, I, I, I still, even though Ryan Healy had a really good game yesterday, I still am for trading him because I just don't see a future for him on this team. Uh, and I don't think that one good game against the White Sox or that one good game he had almost two weeks ago against the Rockies changes that. Um, Apparently the uh, the Royals agree with you there as well. They, uh, <laughs> this this actually just came down. Um Jeff Passan wrote in a recent article that he is hearing that the Royals actually do have interest in Ryan Healy. So wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, so this is this is definitely saying in the podcast. But yeah, I tried to message you while we while you were talking, and I was like, "Did he see it? Did he see it?" Because if you guys don't know, uh, Ty, why don't you go ahead and tell the story? Okay, so, <laughs> um, so if if you guys read the website, which you should. Sotomoto.com. Uh, for one of our trade day articles, I uh, proposed that the Mariners include Ryan Healy in a deal for Whit Merrifield and Danny Duffy. Uh, this also included uh, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was huge. Um, so I was looking through the, the Mariners hashtag on, um, on Twitter and, uh, I saw this guy said, oh, I, you know, the Royals have interest in Ryan Healy. I just thought this guy was, like, just going off of what my article said. And so, you know, Colby and I were having a little bit of fun with that. And now Colby just came through with this. So that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so apparently this guy was not a uh, Soto, reader who thought, Soto reader who thought that uh, Ty had these sources. He was actually uh, quoting uh, Jeff Passan, so... That's a much more reliable source than either you are you or I, Ty. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So. But am but am I the source 
in general, <laughs> though, you know, because I kind of called it first. <laughs> so. I think, yeah, if you want to believe that, you can do that. That's fine. That's fine <laughs> me. Tell you what, if the uh, if the Mariners actually trade Ryan Healy to the Royals, you're going to be introduced as uh, Ty Gonzalez Newsbreaker. <laughs> the breaker of news. Yeah. King of the bloggers. Uh. First of his name. Anyways. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so you're not opposed to uh, adding um, anywhere you can, and nobody should be. There are holes on this Mariners team that are not just at the starting pitching market. You need a center fielder. You could use a backup catcher. You could really upgrade at utility, you know. Um, You know, technically, you really want to get technical, you could improve at second base and third base. You know, now do I think they will? No, and I don't necessarily think they should, but that's where the utility guy comes in. Um, you could yeah. upgrade at first base. I mean, I know Cano's kind of going to be the guy there when he comes back, but you still have about three weeks until he does, and then you're going to go into a playoff game without him, which means you're starting Ryan Healy or Daniel Vogelbach in that game. Uh, you know, or you're starting Azurable Cabrera. Which might be a preferable option, but anyways, yeah. you know, it's just – there are a lot of places the Mariners could improve. They could use a left-handed reliever. They could use a right-handed reliever. They could use some starting pitching depth. But the thing you have to remember about starting pitching depth, and actually, you know what, Scrat, I'm sorry, that's that's a wrong choice of words. The Mariners don't need depth. They have depth. The Mariners need impact. And there's mm-hmm. not a lot of impact on this market. Yeah. Depth is Rob Whalen. Depth is Christian Bergman. <clears throat> it's Casey Lawrence. Those guys are depth. You need impact. And the thing you have to remember is, is that you're not looking for somebody who's better than Felix Hernandez because the Mariners are not going to move Felix Hernandez out of the rotation. Should they? Yes. Will they? Absolutely not. They, they aren't going to do it. So what you Well, have to they just yourself, can't. Yeah. <laughs> so what you have to ask yourself is, is this guy better than Wade LeBlanc? And that's who I'm going to throw out of my rotation. And then eventually, is he better than Marco Gonzalez when I take Marco out of the rotation? And right now, the number of guys who are better than those two is pretty slim. Cole Hamels is not better than either of those two guys. Matt Harvey is not better than either of those two guys. Guys who are, Jacob DeGrom, uh, you can't afford him. Chris Archer, you probably can't afford him. The guys who are actually out there who are upgrades over those two pitchers, there's a handful of them. Jay Happ, that's a guy you might be able to get who's an upgrade. Okay, that's great. But he's an upgrade that six other teams want. And he's a rental, which Jerry Depoto doesn't really like. So, yeah, so, and I think that's another thing we should bring up is that Depoto said that they're probably going to stray away from rentals. I know as Drupal Cabrera is a rental, but that's kind of a different situation. Um, I think you know Depoto is more talking about like we're not going to give up pros- you know significant prospect capital for a rental, right? And nor should they. I mean, that's that's not yeah. what we're suggesting here at all. I'm not saying yeah. they'll give up Kyle Lewis for Jay Hab. But I, I just think that it's important that when we talk about this to say, oh, they need starting pitching depth. No, they do not. They have starting pitching depth. They need impact. And there's just so few impact arms available. Like if they go out and they add a Matt Harvey, fine, whatever. I mean, that's basically you're hoping he's Wade LeBlanc. Um, you know, and so I said, to me, depth is different than impact. And impact is so hard to find particularly in the middle of a season. Um, it's a little bit easier in the off season, but even then, you're not going to have the trade pieces to go get that. 
So are you adding a guy who's better than Wade LeBlanc, who's better than Marco Gonzalez? Because unfortunately, they're not going to take Felix out of the rotation. Yeah. And certainly they're not going to take Mike Leake out of the rotation. They're certainly not going to take James Paxson out of the rotation. So this idea that just go get a starting pitcher, it doesn't matter who, that's wrong. You have the guy to replace Marco Gonzalez for a month. It's Rob Whalen. You know, you have the guy to replace pretty much everybody in your rotation except for Paxton. And honestly, right now, you know, with the way that Marco's pitching, there's your replacement. So once again, you're just replacing Marco Gonzalez, not James Paxton. The Mariners can't go out and get those guys. There aren't enough of them out there that they can just go and if, if they do, fantastic. If I read, you know, a tweet in the middle of the night that the Mariners are close to acquiring Chris Archer, I'll lose my mind. You know, yeah. Marcus Stroman, who's not having a good year, but I think we can all agree it's an upgrade for that staff. Those He's been are, good ever since he came off the DL, though. There you go. So, I mean, those guys are good, but they're not they're, – they're just not likely to be Mariners. So to sit here and say I'm only interested in pitching, that's just foolish when you can upgrade your offense. You guys got to remember there are two ways to win games, to win more games. Either you score more runs or you give up fewer. If you can't give up fewer with your pitching, you can give up fewer with your defense. And if you get a guy like Leonis Martin, he can actually give you more runs at the plate than Guillermo Heredia and take more runs away. So you've improved your run prevention and your run scoring by acquiring one player. It's yeah, because, like, like look at it like this. Um, you know, look at what the Red Sox did last year at the deadline. They got um, Nunez, mm -hmm. and they worked on their bullpen. Mm -hmm. And they had, you know, and, like, David Price was kind of their Felix, right? You know, where they should upgrade, but they can't. And I'm not saying that David Price is as bad as Felix. I think David Price is still pretty good. But at that time, he that was kind of a similar, similar situation. And, um, yeah, like, you know, and, you know, they upgraded their, their, you know, their depth on their bench and solidified it with guys who should be starting on most teams and, uh, fix, you know, worked on their bullpen a little bit. Uh, I think they got, um, Brandon Workman, uh, last year. So yeah, like that, you know, you can add both. You know, you don't, and like, like Colby said, you don't need a starting pitcher or starting pitcher right now. Um, it just, it doesn't make sense. If you can get one, um, you know, it might make more sense to just, uh, take one of these guys with a big contract, like a Jordan Zimmerman, just yeah. to help you get a better positional player. If that help, if taking on the contract of Jordan Zimmerman helps you get Nick Castellanos and go for it. But, um, yeah, just acquiring a starting pitcher just to acquire a starting pitcher when you have guys like Wade LeBlanc and, and Marco Gonzalez, you know, pitching like, you know, in the, in the top, you know, echelon of, of American League pitchers, then why do you need a, um, a J-Hap, you know? Why do you need Tyler Skaggs? You know, I'm, I'm fine with acquiring one of these guys, just as Colby is. You know, I'd be ecstatic, but still, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not needed. Um, I think just, just, it, get greedy. That's what good teams do is get greedy. They fill out, uh, their, their roster with really good players and worry about it later. 
you know, that a whole argument that why would we need Cabrera when we have a second baseman? That's a, a horrible argument because he gives you impact. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's trade deadline season, so everybody's kind of hopped up and all that. But the thing you guys have to remember is, is that the goal is to get better. In particular, the goal is to get better in 2018 because that's the year that's happening right now. And that's the year you need to be focused on right now because you're in the playoffs right now. The season in today, you're in. But you got a team chasing you from behind. You're not so far out of reach of the Astros for the division. You're not so far out of reach of the Yankees or the Red Sox for that first wild card spot that you should just be content with what you have. You need to improve. But adding a guy like like Matthew Boyd, yeah, he's got club control, but is he really better than Wade LeBlanc this year? No, and you're not going to take Felix out of the rotation this year. You're not going to do it next year. If the Mariners were, if the Mariners, if I thought the Mariners were willing to take Felix Hernandez out of their rotation, then yeah, go get Matt Harvey because Matt Harvey's better than Felix Hernandez right now. You know, go get Jay Happ. He's better than Felix Hernandez right now, but they're not going to do that. So you have to look at replacing Marco Gonzalez and Wade LeBlanc, and to do that, you're going to have to overbid because you're going to have to outbid teams that have better farm systems for you, and your prize is going to be Matthew Boyd. Like, is Matthew Boyd better than Wade LeBlanc? No, he's just, he's younger. I mean, so, yeah. there's that. Like, Go ahead. Wade LeBlanc, Wade LeBlanc is kind of like a rich hill, you yeah. know? But, like, it, that's actually kind of accurate, too, when you think about it. Um, you know, it's just, he's come out of nowhere, he's, on the older side, you know, he's not going to be with you for many, many years, but he's, he's pitching fine and he's doing it. He's doing it into the month of July. He's, we're almost at August. He probably has one more start before August and he's still rolling. Um, you know, obviously I don't, I don't know if that, that indicates that he'll be good next year, but that's why they have so many club options and his, you know, extension. So if, you know, he doesn't work out next year, you can just get rid of him. Right. Um, you know, so yeah. I think, anyway, I just think that people are so worried that the Mariners are going to do something to shorten their window. And the problem with that is, is that a, the window might already be short. We don't know. We mm-hmm. don't, but B wait, or Marco Gonzalez isn't going anywhere. Gene Segura is not going anywhere. Mitch Haniger is not going anywhere. You know, you look at these young pieces that the Mariners have. The Mariners have their entire pitching staff under uh, contract for next year. All of it. Yeah. All yeah. twelve guys right now. The only guy that they don't have under contract, the only significant guy they don't have under contract offensively, is Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is probably. If I had to bet today, I'd say there's 70 percent chance Nelson Cruz is on the Mariners next year. I'd even say that he's extended in a few weeks. That would be I'd great. Even, yeah. That would be fantastic. I'm all for that. So this idea that the Mariners are just going to fall off a cliff, I, I don't know. You need to be – basically what I'm saying is, is that you need to prepare to win in 2018 because we don't know in 2019. You're winning a lot of run one-run games. Maybe that falls back. But you know what? In the off season. I can do a lot of things to get better that don't require me to hurt my farm system. I can go sign guys, right? It's a lot easier to find trades in the offseason than it is in the middle of the year. So worry about 2018 now. If that means you have to get a rental or two, fine, so be it. 
but it doesn't mean you go and you overspend. You know, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a fine line here. There really is. And so it's it's a tough line. Jerry is going to have to walk it. But don't don't pigeonhole yourself, Mariner fans, and say, we have to get this, we have to get that, we have to get this. Bottom line, you have to get better. And that's really the end of it right there. Get better. Even if you even if you fix your bench and they add two wins to your total between now and the end of the year, those two wins can come in big, 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 big wins at the end of the year. You don't know. Those two wins could be decide your season. So don't focus on we have to go get this guy or this guy. Focus on did we get better. And I guess that's probably where we'll leave it because we've been talking about this longer than I thought we were going to. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll wrap up the show with a little bit of minor league news, which is bad news, I would say. Um, I don't know if you see it this way, Ty, but uh, Braden Bishop, who is my favorite prospect in the Mariners' farm system, uh, not the best, uh, but certainly my favorite. Uh, great guy. Went to the University of Washington. Go dogs. So, uh, you know, he's out for the year with, I believe it is a fractured forearm is the diagnosis. Um, he was hit by a pitch the other day. Um, as a result, he was having a very nice year in uh, AA Arkansas, but he's out for the year. As a result, the Mariners have called up to AA uh, Kyle Lewis, who is a name most Mariner fans should be familiar with. So, uh, Ty, what, what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't look at – I mean, I look at it as, like, a bittersweet thing, right? Um, with, you know, more so bitter. Um yeah, lo- losing Braden Bishop uh, for the year, you know, it 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 not only um, you know not only just sucks for the guy, but it also sucks for his his development too, because uh, it looked like he was probably going to be on his way to going to Tacoma before the year was out um, at some point. Um, so yeah, that, that you know it, it sucks. You know, he's a fantastic person. He's been a really good ball player in the minor leagues. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's hitting, uh, um, even better than we expected. I mean, he was always a really good hitter. Um, but yeah, he, um, he's been continuing it at every level and that's, that's really impressive. Um, as for Kyle Lewis, you know, it, it kind of gets the ball rolling a little bit sooner than we expected though. I think that was kind of a, a surprise that he was the one that got called up to Arkansas. Um, Seeing him in Double A this year, uh, not a whole lot of people expected that. Um, so it's uh, you know it's nice. Um, you know, hopefully he he succeeds there and that that helps him get going and you know maybe it it, it helps him uh, work his way to a potential September call up next year. Um, you know, obviously not this year. Like that's not even close yeah. to happening. So. But like, yeah, if maybe it happens next year. Um, you know, we don't know. Uh, but it's it's nice to see that he'll 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 uh, he's kind of working ahead of schedule, and um, you know, he looked pretty good in the in the futures game. And um, if he can, yeah, if he can continue his uh, his success on into Double A and just keep working, and then maybe he finds himself in Tacoma at the beginning of next year. Um, we'll see. Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um... The uh, the top ten of our prospect rankings are going to be out uh, either – we're recording this on Monday. It's about 12 o'clock. They'll be out either later this afternoon or possibly tomorrow. So chances are if you're listening to this, they're out. 
Um, I won't tell you where I had him, but Braden Bishop was inside the top 10. Uh, I compared him to Kevin Pillar. That's my comp. Um, the dude can really play defense, um, and he's starting to figure things out at the plate. He had a really great 2016 at the plate, a terrible 2017, and he was just raking in 2018. He's already made swing changes. I mean, this guy's a grinder. He works very hard. Um, you know, you guys probably know about his uh, the, the Four Mom Foundation, where he uh, he raises money for Alzheimer's and uh, dementia awareness. Um, it's he's an incredibly good guy. He's a really good ball player. Um, I hope to see him in a Mariners uniform someday. And it just kind of sinks all the way around because, to be honest, Kyle Lewis didn't really earn this promotion. He just kind of got it. Um, he's not he's not hitting terribly in high A, but he's not <laughs> you know he's not hitting like you would expect him to hit in high A ball at a tw- as a twenty three right. year old. You know, so it's unfortunate that this is how he gets promoted. But you know, maybe it does jumpstart something. Um, you know, you never know how these guys react to these type of things. Um, We'll see what happens. It's, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate all the way around um, because what you would like to have happen is that Bishop played his way into AAA and Lewis played his way up to AA. And, you know, it looked like Bishop was going to hold up his end, Lewis not so much, and now you just kind of forced your hand with the whole thing. But we'll see. Hopefully Lewis goes up and he rakes and, uh, you know, and then maybe, like you said, next year, maybe starts the year in AA and then gets called up to AAA in the middle of the year and maybe you see him next September um, or, you know, maybe you trade him. I just, you know, it's, it's tough to know with the Mariners, but uh, it is unfortunate. Kyle Lewis, as you might imagine, ranks quite high in my, uh, my prospect ranks. Um, so it, anytime that he's on the move, um, it certainly warrants discussion. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Kyle Lewis down the road. Uh, I would like to see him in AAA by next year. Uh, I'll certainly say that. Um, I know he's made some some changes to his setup, to his swing, and all that stuff. So hopefully we'll start seeing results soon. Um, It it would be – nothing would be better than Kyle Lewis being who the Mariners think Kyle Lewis is going to be. That would be incredible. Um, So I guess we'll just wish a speedy recovery to uh, Braden Bishop. Hopefully he'll be back by the start of next year. Um, and he's a, certainly a guy that you could see in a Mariners uniform in 2019. So uh, be on the lookout for that guy. So that's all we have on our show on our uh, show sheet. Ty, do you have anything you want to add before we sign off? Uh, I think we're good. Um, you know, it's just uh, just keep the ball rolling. Hopefully, the next time you hear from us, uh, there will be a trade. We actually kind of thought that that would be the case today. Uh, still, still could early. be, yeah, still early. yeah, it's still, still really early. Um, and, uh, you know, you never know. We might, we might hop back on quickly and just give you, uh, a reaction to it. Um, if that does happen within the next couple of days and, um, but yeah, for now, just, uh, go Mariners. Um, you know, they're, they're looking good. They're one of four teams in baseball with 60 wins now. Um, that's that's not to be overlooked. I know they're only three games ahead of the A's, and they've been um, and they've kind of fallen off, but they're still a legitimately good team, and um, they can win some ball games. Um, so yeah, uh, just keep it rolling, and um, you know, like like we said, you know, just at, you know when they when they make trades, our advice to the Mariners, even though that none of them are listening, 
would be just, uh, you know, add for impact. Don't add for depth. Don't, you know, if you can get guys with club control, great, but make sure that they have a significant impact on this year's team because you can't go into the playoffs. And this was my argument with Ryan Healy. You can't go in with playoff into the playoffs with guys hoping that they figure it out. You need guys that are very sure of themselves that you're very sure in as well and um, can rely on uh, to win you games because this team, they're capable of winning games in the playoffs. They're not just, they, this is not a team that can just show up. Um, you're one of five teams of the 15 in the American league that can make the, uh, the postseason. And if you can get into the playoffs, you want to win that game against the Yankees or the Red Sox. You want to go in and, uh, and win a series against the Astros. You know, you, you don't want to just lay down. Um, so yeah, adding the guy like his Drupal Cabrera, that helps. Um, you know, adding a guy like uh, Matt Harvey probably doesn't help you in the grand scheme of things. You know, another thing is that, that we didn't talk about with the, with the starting rotation talk is that, and we've mentioned this before, is that you're not going to use five starters in the playoffs. So, you know, adding a guy like Matt Harvey or adding, you know, I don't know, Matt Boyd, that guy probably like, you're just going to, you know, just put him in there for no reason into a playoff series because you really just know, I don't remember the last time I've seen a five man rotation in the playoffs. Like recently. I mean, unless, unless you have what the Astros have. Yeah. It doesn't make sense where it just, it, with the way the days off stack and the playoffs and all that stuff, in a five-game series, you can get away with using three starters. Um, in a seven-game series, you get away with using four. So basically, when you're looking at Mariners pitching, you have to ask yourself, is this a guy I'll use in the playoffs? And yeah. with a guy like Matt Boyd, I mean, it kind of depends on if he's pitching well, doesn't it? I, I mean, I, I feel much I, – I feel good about the Mariners' chance to win a playoff game if it's started by James Paxson, Mike Leak, and Marco Gonzalez, and Wade LeBlanc. Like, I think they have a shot to win that game. That's four. Yeah. You know, and so, and then Felix is kind of your five in that case. And, of course, you're going to carry Felix in the playoffs because, because that's what the Mariners do. Because nostalgia and selling tickets yeah. and fan service. <laughs> yes, and that's the reason Ichiro is still in a uniform for some odd reason. Anyways, we don't need to rehash the whole Ichiro. <laughs> at least he's not. At least he's not hitting anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I don't know. Good for Ichiro. If he's happy, that's great. It, he's not. He looks the, happy. Yeah, he's not on the twenty-five man roster. That's all I really care about. So, yeah. anyways, there's our Ichiro talk for hopefully the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Until next year when they force him onto that onto the twenty five man roster so he can play in Japan. Because you know that's something oh, that gets used to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I just remembered that. Yeah, we will cross that bridge certainly when it when we come to it. Believe me, I have things to say about that. Whatever, anyway, we'll be the defending World Series champions at that point, so it's all good. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. You know, man, get in and get in and we'll see what happens. It's really yeah. the whole mantra of the playoffs. So, anyways, Ty, thanks for joining us. This is uh, Colby Patnode, side expert, 
signing off. Uh, have a good day, guys. Go Mariners, and we will see you in another life. Peace.